That was not satisfying at all. <laughs> I really thought it was going to make no noise. I was, yeah. I mean, usually it makes a louder noise than that. You should have given it just a little shake. Just a, just the slightest. So you get the, the longer. Yeah. Or just let Emmett squawk right in. the big risk, though, with shaking it at all. Um, welcome, everybody, back to the Friends You Can Keep podcast. Uh, we're going to jump right in this episode. I say that a lot, and I really am conscious of it every time I say it. And well, I what else would you do? I don't know. I just want to stop saying it. Like, right. I just want to... You just want to just do it? I think the issue is, in my mind, I can't organically go into anything. So the way I organically go into a conversation piece is always just like, we're going to jump right in today. Like, I don't... And I don't know why. But it goes with finding the footing of this show. We used to do segments because I listened to Preston and Steve and they do segments. And then I had to really, like, take a step back and go, like, this isn't a radio show. We're not doing this every day. And the way you do a podcast is you want it to be, like, it's not topical to, like, a specific time. Right. That's why we stopped doing, like, holiday specials and whatever. Now, I'm sure... Once we branch out onto YouTube, we may go well, back into doing... Well, a little easier, but, like, if you're trying to talk about, like, news... Yeah. Not, like, you know, not, like, 6 p.m. news news, but, yeah. like, time-sensitive, topical things, it's hard because you don't... If you had, like, a backlog of episodes or something, or, like... You've read something a couple weeks ago and you forgot about it. Like, yeah. now can you really bring it up again? When or I you will... find something on... You see, like, an article. Like, that Bloopy article. I had no idea that was written in 2019. So then it's like, well, maybe we don't want to bring that up. Because it's kind of very dated. It's always relevant. Um, well, that one is... Maybe that example. I will say that, speaking of... Writing the notes down for this episode, I just shit myself a little bit, realizing that this is episode 90. So we have 10 episodes until we go on YouTube. That's the deadline you set, not me. I'm not saying you did, but setting that deadline, I would I would like to stick to that deadline. With set, I don't want to like, oh, episode 100, that's when, that's when it all happens. And then episode 100 rolls around and it's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> we didn't actually have our shit together by episode 100. When I said in, like, episode 40-something that we were going to launch episode 100, I thought 60 episodes would have been plenty of time. However long ago it was, I don't remember. But, like, I don't know. We'll see how things go. But, um, starting the show off, and I won't get... We won't go super deep into detail because I don't know. I didn't. I didn't tell you we were going to talk about this ahead of time. But I will say, I felt the need because we've talked about different things in this in this vein on the show before. Um, I felt it necessary to share that. Well, I guess you would, you could file this under unsolicited relationship advice, and I would say that last week yeah last week i came to the realization that when they tell you like everyone always gives you stupid pieces of advice 
in the in the sense of like never go to bed angry, which is horseshit. Oh. Like even if you say good night and I love you, I can still be pissed off. Like, well, I think the notion is like, at least in my mind, like you're not gonna go to bed like zero words said. Yeah. Like that, maybe that because like sometimes you just. You're just pissed. Sorry, I'm just I'm just pissed now. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So, but I like I think I think advice like that is, and I I think you it's should, too broad. The the advice should be that like like I said, even if you are mad at each other, when you go to bed, you still say good night, I love you, and that's the end of it. Or like whatever you're whatever you would do on a nor like yeah, however you normally end not, your night. You're not mad. Whatever you would normally do, still do that. Even if it, maybe it's going to feel a little awkward. And maybe you're, it's like, there's nothing behind it. Yeah. But I think there's still something to, like, you're going to feel worse if you don't. Even if you were good night, it's just like, good night. Yeah. Like, super exasperated. Right. Like, does, whatever. Yeah. I think it's still, there's still I think that's there. the better advice there's, than, yeah. don't go to bed angry. But that's not the advice I'm here to give. The advice I'm here to give that I realize is actually true and not just some horseshit greeting card nonsense. Or like that overly generalized tell or like you people doesn't really apply. Is that in a relationship, in a successful relationship, communication is key. Well and sure. I, well, Everyone knows that. Well I'm saying this to then explain that that is communication as a whole. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. And in the modern era, do it however you feel comfortable doing it. That's we are we are both very open people. I went to therapy. My therapist has since stopped practicing on that platform, which kind of pisses me off. Because how do you tell your therapist, like, I really struggle with like friends and relationships and feeling like people don't actually like me and then just out of the blue i get a general notification email of like oh your therapist is no longer yeah, practicing you it's like it. cool so you're just contributing to the problem <laughs> yeah it's not great it's also one of those things of like i never seriously thought this but in my mind i definitely wrote it down to like put in notes if i ever do start doing stand-up comedy where it's like I was so annoying as a patient that my therapist was just like, I'm done, and just left the <laughs> um, Which I think it's the platform was so annoying. The platform was, like, not great. Yeah, at least for her. Well, kind of in general. Because, like, scheduling was not great. The whole, like, feedback process, like, none of it was really... Yeah. It feels, I don't know how long it's been a thing, but it feels like something that's very new. I think it is. And, like, stuff hasn't really been Talkspace worked out yet. Help? Talkspace. I, I wanted to use BetterHelp, but our, our insurance didn't, like, fully cover BetterHelp. Yeah. Or Which, is it fully covered Talkspace? And maybe Talkspace is the newest one. It was great. It, it worked for when I needed it to work. But, yeah. Um, but, like, we're very open people. We go to therapy. But we are also aware that having those conversations in in person, face-to-face, -face, can be super awkward. So you and I will text each other. And stuff like that to get points across that need that we feel need to get across. Whether, again, good or bad. 
But, like, don't feel that, like, oh, this is really silly that... No, I... We're in opposite rooms, so, whatever, and we're texting each other. I'm... My college major was marriage and family studies. Yeah. One of my classes was, I don't know, the theology of marriage. I don't know. Some, the theology of parenting? I don't know. Some wacky class. But one of the things it talked about was, like, communication between partners. And one of the pieces of advice in the class was... It doesn't, it doesn't matter how your communication comes across. So if you have something that you need to say, you could write it down. Yeah. Like, at the time, you know, the teacher was probably a 70-year-old man. So it was, you could write, a, it, it wasn't like, you could send an email. or It, it was like, yeah. you could write a letter. You could, like, whatever. Or, like, you could speak to each other back to back yeah like if you have something to say but looking face to face is too much or you know whatever like you could do it that way or you could call them on the phone like or you could leave your house well i think too go for a drive i think to communication in the sense of like texting and emailing communication in two separate rooms or like you're at work or like whatever but you're not in the same room. I think it also helps in the communication because if you are face to face, especially if it's something that is negative, it can get nasty. Well, not only can it get nasty, but like face to face, I think you are more prone and like it's going to be a much quicker escalation of emotions, whether that be crying or anger or whatever. Or you're And not I think gonna... that gets in the way then of you like really conveying your point. Definitely. So if you're separated like that... Well, and especially if you write it down. Then you, you have also, the ability to, like, I can get all my thoughts out here. Right. And I'm not, I may be getting emotional, but it's not going to get as emotional as quickly as right, if, like, I tried to say I, this to your face. When I read it, then, there's, no, there's nothing, like, cloudy. Yeah. Because, like, I, I mean, I can hear the tone yes but like i don't then maybe i mean maybe i do go on the defense but i'm not immediate i'm not cutting you off i think everyone kind of does well yeah but i mean like i'm not cutting you off immediately yeah like you try to say something and then i just shoot right back yeah or you might also lose some of your like well, you going, start to talk you see how the other person reacts and you don't say everything that you want well and going to say. in the vein of going on the defense i will say i'll jump ahead a little bit here in the conversation we had that I'm going to circle back to, but that kind of came up organically here, I did say at one point, like, that we are looking at the same, and I think it's the case for everybody with everything. In every relationship, everything that you will ever fight about. You are two people looking at one thing through two different lenses. And in most cases... Neither one of you is going to admit that you are wrong. Neither one of you is going to back down. Well, and, and in when some this cases, person, and neither when, one of you may be wrong. Well, neither one of you may be wrong. Neither one of you may be right. Who knows? Right. But my point is, like, you are both looking at it the same thing through two different perspectives. And if person A tells person B, this is how it is. Person B is immediately going to get defensive because yeah. this is not how I'm perceiving this. Yeah. And the same thing, vice versa. Like... That's just how it is. 
Right, um, you wouldn't be having a conversation if you were both seeing eye to eye. Exactly. So, to circle back to why I came to that realization is because I initiated it, and it was not... These were not issues solely on you. I was going through something at the time that involved basically all the things that I was going to therapy for. And I sent you an email because it was much too long of a thing to put in a text message. So I sent it to you an email, and we had a back and forth, and it was, we both collectively agreed, probably the lowest point in our personal lives and in our relationship together. But I will say that you come to the realization that communication matters so much because just sending that email, the initial email, as soon as I sent it, I felt better. Yeah. And then like it did, it got a little rough there, which of course it did. These were a lot these were very like pent up, not dealt with things that have been kind of lingering. Yeah. And then they came to light. So it wasn't this wasn't something that like oh, this just happened. No, right. This was something that we had both kind of just pushed down and let simmer for a little longer than they probably should have. And came to a point where they did and but like I said I think you bounce back a lot faster though because well, even others, though you so, think like oh this was this was awful so again not to get into too much detail like I I was going through something and I when I am in that headspace I kind of just shut down so for what three days two okay. days now because no. Saturday was fine yeah and I sent the email Wednesday Wednesday so probably yeah, about two or three days. For about two or three days, I really wasn't talking to you at all. And then the night I sent the email, the final email was to the point of, like, I was contemplating staying at my parents' house that night. Because the email, the replies had gotten so, like, tense and... Yeah. Without even being face to face, you you had the well, feeling you can, of... Yeah, you you had the feel feeling of, like, the second we are face to face, this is going to be weird. So in my right. mind, I'm like, I will stay at my parents' house tonight. We will reevaluate in the morning and go from there. I came home and I, at my parents' house when I got done work, reading and sending the final emails that were sent, I cried there. I came home and cried more. And in my mind, I thought, like, you were going to walk through the door with the boys and I'm just going to lose my shit. Like, I'm not, not angrily, like, I'm just yeah. going to not be able to handle it. But you came in, I was fine. There was still not really anything happening, but then by the time we ate dinner, we were talking to each other, like, it was very... Well, it was one And we of both those... collectively agreed, like, by the end of that Wednesday or whatever day it was, like, we both felt tremendously better than we did. Well, and you also sort of realize, like, well, yeah, our emails may have been, like, not mean, but a lot but it also was like it's not fixed but it's sort of better now because we just it's just all yeah it's all aired there was really not like oh this is the solution but it was also no. like well we both sort of feel shitty about very similar things just you yeah. feel shitty on this side and I feel shitty on this side yeah. but like we're sort of 
we're working in the same direction. We're we're well, just you have working. to be able to like I ad- I admitted in a, in quite a few lines of those emails like these are these are this is how I feel. I don't know if they're true. I don't know if any of this is actually accurate. But like yeah. this is how I am seeing things in my mind, and I am very aware that this might not actually be the situation but this is how i feel well and i think it is the situation it's just not how it's intended like you're not how you feel is not wrong like your interpretation is correct it's just yeah i'm not saying like yeah i'm not like invalidating my own feelings but i'm saying like the situation that i am putting out in my mind may not be wholly accurate like the best example i can give is the idea of like people telling me for a large portion of my life that i am funny but then getting older and thinking like am i really funny or are you just telling me this because you're my friends and my family right so it's like that kind of headspace of like i don't know if this is actually a thing right or not so i'm willing to tell you like i may be wrong on this but this is how i feel about this situation um but yeah it was but that but the fact that you did it, that's why I told you not. I'm like, no, just come here. Because yeah. I feel like if you start to do that, then that makes it a bigger deal. Because now, like, other people might start to ask, like, well, why didn't you go home? Yeah. Now, like, it's definitely different because you would have stayed at your parents' house. But, like, I feel like for a lot of married couples, like, where, are you gonna, where else are you going to go? Yeah. But then it's like, it, then it gets much bigger. Yeah, then it starts to... Because then people are, then other people are asking you. Well, yeah, then then you're getting other people involved. Now, obviously, some situations would warrant like separation. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, or if the two of you had, if two people are talking and it did get heated and it feels like maybe we need to go to separate corners and cool off. That's different. But (laughs) it, it was certainly wasn't on on that sort of like on par with something like that i desperately need to work out to go off on a sidetrack here for a second i desperately need to work out a time to have lauren and paul on the show yeah because talking about this all i ever think back to is that interview i did when i was in college yeah and i interviewed the two of them and sarah and jim oh my god what a difference that would be now um but like i said to Lauren and Paul's answer of like, well, what happens when you two get in a fight? And their answer was just like, we just don't talk to each other. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I, I yeah, I don't and know. their answer was like, we just don't talk to each other. And it could be like days. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, now I obviously there are sometimes that works. Yeah, you get into a nothing fight. Sometimes just keeping to yourself is the way to go especially if the two of you are aware it was a nothing fight yes but you're just being stubborn but, but I, I don't know that that would, <laughs> would be a piece of advice i would no it's not the advice but it wasn't give. advice they gave either no it's just this is how we deal yeah with the question was how do you deal with whatever i forget how it was worded but i think it's just like how do you resolve conflict yeah something like that and their answer was just we just don't talk to yeah, each other for a couple don't. days. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess they technically they do. Just um. So yeah, that's the unsolicited relationship advice I can give you. Is advice you've probably heard. A million I've times. told people that before, though. Like if somebody is like, 
if a girlfriend says that like her and her boyfriend husband whatever yeah. i'm like it's okay if if like you need to text each other or like yeah. write it down or whatever like it doesn't mean you can't communicate with each other yeah. like there's there's nothing wrong with like yeah if you can sit down and talk face to face but like if it's really got to get out then just just get it out however works because if at the end it's resolved then that's really what matters yeah it's not childish or immature or whatever to do it that way if that's what works for you then that's what works for you well, and I Who think cares? I think two people struggle to get past it because you're, it's shoved down your throat that you are either, you either don't communicate, you just bottle those feelings up and shove them down until you get an ulcer and you get cancer and you die, or you talk about it face to face, and everyone gets super emotional and. Well, and that you have to. You cry and you get violent or whatever. But that's my point. Like. The, the idea that is pushed on people is like, those are your two options. Right. Don't Either talk about it. Either you do nothing. Yeah. And you just ignore it. And you have affairs and your marriage is kind of a sham and right. shit. Because you do or nothing about your... Or you're both miserable. Or you do nothing about your animosity and your anger and whatever else is happening. Or you're like super face-to-face open about it. Right. And you... And everything escalates super quickly. Or not. Like, maybe it does work for you. Like It, could, it does. It does. But, but no, my point is, like, it. this can work. Right. But the idea is put out that it's this or this. Right. There is no in-between. Which isn't true. No. Um. So, yeah. Communication is key, no matter what positive any, or negative. And any, any form. Any form of communication. A post-it. Yeah. Even if, like, you just use that as a way to, like, like, open it up. Yeah. Like, if you if you struggle with bringing it up or... Or, like, if you're worried that you're not going to, like, you have a lot to say and you're not going to get it all out, write it down and read it then. Yeah. If, you, if, like, saying it to someone's face is what's important. Like, it does... It, it literally does not matter. No. It doesn't. Um... And I will, again, without getting too detailed about it, I will tell you, if for no other reason, the makeup sex is pretty good. Well, I think people so, say you get people, you fight in a marriage. That's why people fight. That's why married people fight. What? Like, that's always the joke. They're like, oh, we just fight so we can make Oh, up. I get what you're saying. The way you said it the first time confused me. I get what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, some people will just start a fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's just like a joke. Yeah. Jokey thing. I don't know that, like, couples really do that. Well, I mean, maybe. Like, I don't know. Well, we agreed throughout our conversation that, like, having kids changes your relationship tremendously. Like, more than anyone can ever explain to you. Well, and I think it's it, it's different. And like how it affects the two of us is different from how it affects like other, like each couple is a little bit different. It's not going to affect everyone exactly the same. The kids thing, or yeah, having kids. But see, I think it's it's not going to affect everyone exactly the same. But I think it does take 
a large toll on your relationship. Yeah, it's just in, I think that's I think why, in different ways. I think that's why so many people, whether it's stories or jokes or whatever, I can just I always just relate things back to stand up comedy, but like the old trope of like you get married and you have kids and then once you have kids you just like stop having sex, you both kind of hate each other for a while. Like it's the very old yeah. Yeah, and I guess... Tale as old as time kind of joke. Yeah. And I think that's because it does. Having kids takes a large toll on your relationship. And I think in more ways, like I said, than anyone could ever explain to you. Definitely. And... And you don't understand... Like, no... I've always heard, like, oh, like, moms get touched out. And even when Tony was, like, small, I'm like... I don't, these loud noises don't bother me. It's yeah. like little kid shows and his toys and him screaming, like, whatever, we're good. Then, like, they get bigger and things get louder, and then you have another one. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Well, and that's the real, that's the real clincher. If, some, if someone one, even so much as breathes too loud, I'm Kid have one a to attack. kid two is also tremendously different. Yeah, and I think it's because everything is just... Yeah. Obviously, everything is doubled. But, like... All your time is just getting smaller, 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 and now you, I have two, literally two people, one of which can't help it. The other one, who knows what his problem yeah. is, just touching everywhere. Today, Tony stood next to the toilet so he could flush for me. The- so, that's <laughs> that's the level of personal space I do not yeah. have. <laughs> but... Like, in that... And granted, it helped that my parents had them to go down to the beach for 4th of July. Well, and I... Yeah. But, like, we had that fight. We both collectively agreed, like... Um... We both felt better after getting out all the feelings that we had and the information that we felt... Well, we both sort of said, like, there's... to get out. There's not really... We're not really looking for a solution here. Yeah. It was more so, like... I need you to know this, yeah. and you need me to know this, and now we know, and maybe now let's just see how things go from here. So we did that. We both collectively said to each other, like, I feel a lot better yeah. having done this and moving forward. And then the days following, like, we had sex for the first time in a while. It was fantastic. We then went to the James Kaler concert by ourselves. Right. Like, and it was, it was one thing because, like, we went to the flower show for my birthday and we had talked about, like, at the flower show, it was just you and I, felt like a different feeling, felt like we had yeah felt before we had kids almost. Right. And then you come home and we pick the kids up and everything just kind of goes back to the way it was. I think having really talked about that. We have the the two days or whatever. I guess it was really just a day. Well, it was like Friday night. Well, yeah, Saturday. like a day and a half. Because it was the majority of it. was all of Saturday. Because they right, were asleep until we, we got down there. Right. So it was all day Saturday yeah. and like half of Friday, if you want to even say half. Like a day and a quarter. Well, we had, di- like, it was, we had dinner without them. But I would even say since those two days like it hasn't it's definitely not 
where it is when it's just you and I. But it's definitely not back to like. Right. It's not. No one's as short, and it's more yes. like. Okay, this we need to work as a team here. Yeah. It doesn't obviously. It's never fifty-fifty because that's not. That's not. You don't give 50% and I give 50%. You have to give all 100. Like, 50-50 is not how that works. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's more divided. Like, you're helping out more, so then I'm able to, like, I have a little bit more, well, like, it is mind tough. capacity. It is tough. Like, we, we live in a one-bathroom house. So, like, when everybody has to take baths and shower and shit is a fucking nightmare. Well, right, which is fine. So, like, that timing is a nightmare. And then you run into the issue of, like, Tony, who's going to be four years old. I, well, he's getting better. He's not really at his best, but he's getting better. But it's still, like, I can't do anything for him. You are... In the shower, washing dishes, watering plants, taking care of Robin, whatever. He needs something. Mom, what do you need, buddy? Well, I want mom. Well, mom's yeah. doing something. I'm sitting right here. What do you right. need? And I... Like, I can't, I can't do it. And I think maybe it's one of those, like... The more you say, like, I'm right here. What do you want to do? Yeah. He might... Not that you weren't doing that before, but like the more you really well, like one hundred percent because I'm the bad I'm the bad guy drilling it, but it's also I'm his default in man. our relationship. I am I am the bad cop. I mean, I yelled him just as much as you do. No, I'm not saying like. So, but I but I'm not saying you are the pushover parent. But no, when but it I comes mean, it just to doesn't like, make sense why you got elected bad cop when I think it's because I. I yelled at him in front of my parents the other day. My mom went, ooh, you're in trouble. So, like... But I think it's because I've gotten, like... I don't know. I am I am definitely more stern with him than you are. And not in an aspect of, like, I'm too stern and you're not stern enough. But, like... He also knows, we've addressed this in many ways, he knows, like, you're in the kitchen making dinner, and I'm sitting out here with him. He knows, like, oh, well, mommy's in the other room, I'll just be a fucking pain in the ass. Or I'll do things I'm not supposed to do. And then when daddy says something to me about it, I'm gonna run out in the kitchen and play, like, oh, oh, oh. like I'm the victim. Even though I can hear you. Uh, yeah, I'm aware. We're all aware. Well, he's not, but... And he comes out there, I'm like, well... Or, like, his new soccer player bullshit, where you're oh, like, yeah. can you please move out of the way for a second so I can pick this up so you don't step on it? Yeah, and you move him to the side, and he throws and himself like, on the ground. And, you, like, you touch him with the back of your hand in, like, your... You don't even make contact with his with his body yet. And he throws himself across the room, slams himself into the wall, throws himself down on the ground. You pushed me. And then he runs out in the kitchen. Daddy pushed me. <laughs> like, I, that's it's like not, not what I saw. Not he does one. that to me, though, too. He does it to everybody. My point is, like, that's what, like, that's his new thing. Or, like, his weird 
him fucking growling at people and it's like what are you doing i think it's because robin makes that noise i think it's because robin grunts and like but yeah. it's also like robin is not but even I one years old and can't talk he's he's doesn't it doesn't register in his mind that like no tony you well his you struggle have, his struggle right now you used to do that too but you don't do that his anymore. struggle right now is he's going to be four years old and he is full of rage he is at the age of like if I don't get what I want exactly the way I want it, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Which is funny because, like, he didn't... That's usually, like... A, well, maybe not. Well, I people guess. tell you it's two when it's not. No, everyone says threes are worse. At least for boys. Yeah. Well, everyone you talk to. The general thing is the terrible, the terrible dude. dude. But then when but you talk not. to you all about it, it's like, three, oh, no. It's a three-nager, they call them. Yeah. And I think it's... He's got a lot, he's, so many things are happening yes. inside of his little brain yeah. that, like, he doesn't, he can't compute it all, I think yeah. is a big problem. And his current... He, and he can, his other issue is he can tell you. Yeah. Like, communication isn't lacking for that guy. Well, the issue with... He has the words, and he will use them. Communication... He can communicate, but the issue is his communication skills are lacking, and he doesn't know, like, he doesn't really know what he's saying, and he doesn't know when to say certain things. Well, and he like, doesn't he know wants, how to ask. He wants to have Oreos at 7 o'clock in the morning, and you tell him, like, no. What else, what other snack would you like? We're not having Oreos at 7 o'clock in the morning. I don't morning. want that choice. I don't want that choice. That's not my deal. Yeah. But I meant more in the aspect of like, and it doesn't really, this is a bad example, it doesn't really happen when it comes to that, and he is getting a lot better, but you would tell him, like, you can't have Oreos at 7 o'clock in the morning, and he'd stomp his feet, and slam himself on the couch, and throw a little hissy fit, and then he would tell you, I hate you. Yeah. And it's like... We all know that's not yeah. true. Well, and it's funny, because he is the epitome of like, he'll yell that at you, I hate you, and it's like, alright... If you hate me, then you can sit there. Don't ask me to do anything for you today. And then it immediately flips. Mm -hmm. And he is super like... Mm -hmm. But it's weird. What's weird to me is... I noticed that today... When we had the whole conversation about... I ran into him. Or I got in his way. Which oh. is total bullshit. Um, like, he got yelled at. He got reprimanded for what he was doing. Not once... Did he apologize to me? You have to... Sometimes he he will say it. He just doesn't know when to say it on his own. I don't think he is... Without being told to say it to me, he has never said I'm sorry to me. He doesn't say it to me either. I well, make just, him say it. I'm just saying, like, in, in the element of that... But I think it's... And in the vein of the whole communication thing, is like, that's, that's something he's lacking in. And I just don't... I don't think he... That's a phrase that he parrots. And his understanding is also very lacking. Because, like, no matter what he does, no matter what you tell him, no matter what tone of voice you use, no matter how you tell it to him, he is... Like, I don't know how to describe this. Well, no matter what, it's always yelling. Well, everything is always yelling and everything is always so dramatic. He is right up in Robin's face because he has a thousand percent of space in there. And you can very politely say to him, like, you can talk to Robin, just back up a little bit. 
Right, like he doesn't like you. And, and he, he throws a huge hissy fit. And then, like if I tell him that, he runs out to you. And he's all crying. Not really, he's just making sounds. Yeah. And then you're like, what's wrong? And then it's, Daddy told me I can't play with Robin. And it's like, not, no. None yeah. of that is what's happening. I told he you to also back doesn't, up. He, he's not comprehending, like... Your you teeth, can't do this. But your you, teeth are in his mouth. Back up a little bit. You, ca- you can't do this, but you could do this. Well, he's, he's not. He doesn't understand, like, he's right up against Robin, and then Robin starts crying and, like, fussing. And it's like, yeah, back up. Right, he doesn't. Yes, he, he was laughing. Yeah. But now you've lingered there too yeah, long. Yeah, you're too close. He can't see like you. Like this morning when he was trying to hide Robin, and he just laid on his head. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know better than this. He'll um, get there. Hmm? He'll get there. Yeah, he will. But I figured that since this is episode 90, and we just did this five episodes ago, but this isn't really a clean out per se. It is more, I found like, I think it was it three. I found like three articles to discuss. This is like a very drastic segue. <laughs> but I found like I found like three articles that I'm like I want to talk about these instead of just saving them. Oh right. Because I don't know when I will organically get back to these, so we'll just get them out yeah. of the way. So the, it's sort of like a potpourri. Yeah, it's it's not really a cleaning out the save list kind of thing. It's yeah, it's more... just I've seen these recently, uh, and like maybe me. they're Jesus. not related to each other or related to anything we've already talked about, but like they're just noteworthy. Um. So we'll just start. I'll just go in order of how they're on here. Watchworthy fans, which is a Facebook page that I follow, share the actors they're sick of seeing on screen. Whoa. It's not normal to develop strong, negative feelings about someone you've never met in your life, but it happens, especially when it comes to actors. Even though the people we watch on screen are literal strangers to us, we feel comfortable talking about them like they are our best friends. To be honest, it's probably a good thing that celebrities live in a completely different world than us. Imagine what they'd have to deal with running into their haters everywhere they go. Watchworthy fans are talking about the actors they're sick of seeing on screen, and they had no reservations about being harsh. Which of these actors are you also tired of seeing? Wait, before we say them, can you think of any? That I'm tired of seeing on screen? I was trying to think of... I I don't know if there's anybody... It kind of goes with there's also a list on here that is like... The second I see this person on screen, I'm out. It's like the same kind of thing. Um, But like he's not in a lot. Someone so like he's not he's not a name. A couple years ago, it was Kristen Stewart because I don't think she's a good actress. She's not. But like I don't think Um, Ben Affleck is a good actor. Well, I think he's like one dimensional. But 100. I don't. I'm not sick of seeing him because he's like Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg. How do you find yourself in blockbuster movies? You have no emotion. At least for Ben Affleck. All Mark Wahlberg can be is a cop from Boston. Is confused. And a cop from Boston. What? What? Huh? And Matt Matt Damon. I don't even know. Well, they're all just from Boston. I don't know. That's their whole thing. Matt Damon is a weird, like, I mean, they're from Boston, or I'm like a. An activist. Yeah, I don't. We bought a zoo. Like, I don't know. Oh my god, I love We Bought a Zoo, though. I never saw it. 
I did see the I dumpster. I did see the dumpster fire that was downsizing, and I'm still yeah. fucking pissed about it. You should that see movie, We Bought a Zoo. That movie started out so funny. What's the one with Kevin James? Zookeeper. Okay. I'm just making sure I... Did you see We Bought a Zoo? Yeah. Or did you see Zookeeper? Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Matt Damon has, like, a daughter I don't know. He's son. a kid, and they buy a zoo. Yeah, they buy a zoo. Yeah. Um, it, no, it's really good. I never saw it. But I did see Downsizing, and I was super pissed about it. That movie started out so funny, and then pivoted so hard to be this weird... Almost like a new whole new Climate change, I think? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was climate change. It could have been something else, too, but... Like, it was just this weird, like, overly political kind of, like, environmentally think piece. And I'm like, how did this start out so funny? Well, I think it was the idea of, like, you should be willing to downsize because... Like, those people all get small, and the point is, like, oh, it's better for the environment, and, like, it's better for the world, because we can, like, look at all we can do here that we couldn't do in the big world. Yeah. So, I think it's this idea of, like, you don't need all this big, big stuff to be happy. You can be happy with, like, you could still have all of this. Yeah, but once he was downsized, he was in, like, that luxury neighborhood, and then he, like, started, I don't know, that girl was delivering groceries, whatever she did. There was still, like, a slum... Yeah, he, he went to, like, live with this Asian well, woman who, like, lived in the ghetto. And there were still poor people. And, then like, there was a flood. Mm-mm. Something was happening. That was, something was getting they, flooded out. They were all going to go into that weird tunnel. Because something was getting flooded out. Like, yeah, there I was a know. reason they were going into the tunnel was to survive. Christoph Waltz was in it. Mm. Which, like, what a shame for Christoph Waltz. Phenomenal actor. He's in that shit movie. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's anybody that I'm really like, oh, God, I can't stand this person. Like, off the top of my head. Yeah, off the top of my I know that there's actors and actresses. I'm sure there's going to be people on this list and I'm like, oh, God, Yeah, like that I I don't care for. But I also don't feel like I've been consuming a lot of Well, and I think there's, I think there's nothing like, it's not a matter I'm sick of seeing them because I just won't see the movie. Like if there's someone like I don't like, right. and a movie comes out, it's probably I'm probably not gonna like, like Russell the... Brand. I don't care for Russell Brand at all. He has not made a movie. In God well, yeah, and like, like I don't care for Brad Pitt. But I don't he's care not for him in really one bit. But like movies. if a trailer comes up, I'm just gonna be like, okay, I'm not seeing well, that. But I guess like, that's yeah. the end of it. I guess this like I'm is not like... sick of him. I know other people like his movies. I know people loved Forgetting also... Sarah Marshall. I know people loved he's not, um he's Get not... Him to the Greek. He's not in a lot of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's mostly... I also have a love-hate relationship with Jason Siegel. Oh my god, I love him. Because some of his shit is like, okay, you're kind of getting annoying. You're playing well, he the, plays same the same exact guy. person yes. over and over again. Mm-hmm. And the other stuff is hysterical. I think I, I think he needs to be enjoyed in, like, yeah, Yes. Yeah, you wouldn't binge, like, his movies all at once. Because I think you would realize he I would if it's the Muppet movie and then the five-year engagement. Because both of those movies are amazing. The five-year engagement does sort of bother me a little bit. Why? I don't know. Oh, I think we know why. Um, but they're engaged already. Doesn't matter. It's I don't. There's you can like still draw parallels. There's something about. I saw that movie it. in theaters with my mom. There's something about. I saw the Muppet movie in theaters with my mom. <laughs> I, saw Muppet, I saw the Muppet movie in theaters with my mom and my ex-girlfriend Megan, was, and I cried when they did. Um, Pictures, pictures in, my, in head. my head. Oh my god, I was so I sad. I literally... I was so emotional when pictures in my I mean, head This played. is a spoiler if you never saw it, but... Well, not really. But, like, when 
Jim Parsons comes out yes. as the Muppets man. Yeah. I literally, like, I don't know why. I'm not, like, we watched Big Bang, but, like, it's not like, oh, we're a big, like, Big Bang, like, obsessed family or whatever. Yeah. He came out and I literally cheered in the theaters. Yeah. It was a matinee. I think we were the only people. I said to myself through crying when Kermit says the, like, I think it's he does speak a line as well, but I think the line in the song when it's like, "Would anybody watch or even care?" Oh yeah, and I'm just like, "God damn it!" <laughs> it's just, it was such a good movie. It was. It was so good. The um, second one's not great, but it's, it's not, not terrible. terrible. But no, but it's similar to like, it sticks with their and Tina Fey's in it. So, so uh, would you like me to go like bottom to top? Are they ranked? What's ranker is so you can vote. Oh, so oh. technically yes, but like it's fan voted. Um, I guess bottom to top, so I can get the most hated last. I'm trying to think of like who's in a lot. So of there is current. sixteen on oh, here. Okay, that's a number sixteen is Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, fuck him. He can't act. I don't understand the appeal. See, honestly. I he was good in Always Be My Maybe, and that's the end. Oh, he was terrible in Always Be My Maybe. That's the point. He played himself. No. That's, like, the only movie that's I can... That's not him. I can tolerate him. I love him in John Wick. Oh, I never saw those. Well, they're action movies. He was in Lake House? Whatever that fucking awful movie was. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, it's... I don't... Under, like, I don't think he is a good actor, by any means. But he is, is not he in a lot right now. John Wick. Oh, he's in John John Wick Four was just released like earlier this year. I thought that was um Jim from the Office. What's his name? What's he in? Um, Jack John, Reacher. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Yeah. Jack Reacher. There you go. John. I, Ryan, I got I this know. confused. Um. Oh fuck off, Robert De Niro. Eh, no. Al Pacino, number 14. What's he doing these days? Is, you didn't like The Irishman? We get it. No one did. He was in that show, Hunters, which was amazing. I that show was so good. You you ever asked me, you used to ask me back in my childhood, you ask me now. I am telling you definitively, De Niro and Pacino, two of the greatest actors. I mean, they of did. all time. De Niro went in a weird direction in his old age. Well, but De Niro started making like a lot of, a lot of, comedies and a lot of like questionable comedies later on down the road like the intern uh like meet the fockers fuck off those movies are so good those Those, i don't understand how you can like ben stiller movies and not like those movies so much they make me so uncomfortable that's the only movie i've ever left they're so good leonardo dicaprio what's he doing these days he's in a new one coming out called killers of the flower moon oh boy another martin scorsese picture shocking um, I do like him, but he is definitely an actor that I've come to realize, like, you're not really that good of an actor. No. And also, you're not really that attractive. Oh, no, I think he's attractive. See, but... I don't think he is. I think he was attractive in The Wolf of Wall Street, but for some reason, like, I've seen him in other stuff, and I'm like, well, you're really might, not, like, that might just be the this, movie. like, heartthrob that everybody's making you out to be. Maybe you were in the 90s when Titanic came out, but, like, not anymore. It's also you weird were that, when Romeo and Juliet came It's also out. weird that you're how old and, like, you exclusively date he? women under the age of 26 or whatever. Well, he is kind of... I think he's problematic, but... 
He's problematic in the fact of, like, you can look at the chart. Look at him! He looks great! He is problematic in the fact of, like, you can look at... You can look at the chart online where he is dating a woman and the second she turns 28 or whatever, their relationship ends. He's 48. Yeah. He's a year older than my brother. And look up the chart. I forget what the number is. Look at the chart, though. You can look it up on Google Images. Whatever number it is, he exclusively dates women that number and under. That's why people are laughing. He's dating, um... Gigi Hadid. How old is she? I don't know. I think... 28. She's, she's younger than me. And what's his what's his graph? Did you look that up yet? No. Yeah. She might not be lasting too much longer. Because I'm pretty sure it's under 30. Um... It's oh, under 25. What? He doesn't date anyone over the age of 25. Oh, cool. That's not accurate. Until her. Hmm. Maybe he's up. Maybe he's upping his number to 30. Maybe he's finally. We'll see. Up on that. We'll see in two years if they're still together. Oh well, the whole point is. Here's her. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but everybody talks about it. But that's like, it's a weird thing that he does, where he's dating a girl and then she turns whatever age, mm-hmm. and all yeah. of a sudden, like, oh, they broke up. There's no phenomenon on the planet more reliable than Leonardo DiCaprio breaking up with his girlfriend by age 25. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. That's sad. Also, people laughed at the fact that when that movie Don't Look Up came out. His wife was an age-appropriate woman for him. I'm pretty sure, at least the pictures I've seen, I don't know if they are married or not, the woman he is in the pictures with in Killers of the Flower Moon looks like she's closer to his age. So it's a weird thing of, like, you exclusively date women under 30, and directors and casting people are starting to now put you in movies where you're married or dating a woman your age. Mm-hmm. Number 12 can fuck right off. Pacino and De Niro are two of the greatest actors of our generation of all time. This man, I think, is the greatest actor, period. Denzel Washington. Wow. I have never seen a bad Denzel Washington movie. What's he doing? I don't understand these, because I was expecting it to be, like... Denzel Washington is another one of those actors like George Clooney who doesn't act. He just talks. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, but have you ever heard him talk? I love him, but he plays nearly every role the same. He yeah. never disappears into a role. Who gives a shit? What do you? He's what not kind a of pretentious? Actor. What kind of pretentious art house bullshit is that comment? He has to disappear into a role for me. It kind of creeps me out when actors do. Number eleven is Jim Carrey. Yes. Okay, I can do that. Okay, sure. Jason? After the number twenty-three, Jason Statham. Uh, I don't really... I haven't seen anything he's ever in. I think the latest shit he's done is the Fast and Furious movie. I, nothing. I, Nicholas Cage is number nine. Ooh. I do want to see... National Treasure? No, I want to see... National Treasure um, 2. Oh, yeah. The, uh, what the fuck is that movie? Where the is... Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yeah, uh-huh. Him and Pedro Pascal. 
Nick Cage is the worst actor to land the greatest roles. The movies are good, stories are good, characters, etc. But his acting, not so much. That's not him. He was excellent in Raising Arizona and Face Off. Lacking in so many others, though. You're gonna fucking pull Face Off as your reference? Excuse Have me, sir. Have you seen sir. National Treasure? I mean, honestly. His last name is his real last name is Coppola, which is a pretty good clue as to what happened, or as to how that happened. How what happened? How he became an actor? Because also, if it's you his wanted, uncle. also if he wanted to rely on his name, he, he would have used... kept the name Coppola. Yeah. If People have a real problem with Nepo babies. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. That like every so often it like rears it's, its head back. Right up again. now, the big thing is reality star Nepo babies. So like all the people that were in like Jersey Shore, yeah. Vanderpump Rules, like any of these shows, yeah. it seems like a lot of them are having kids now. So then the idea is like, what's the deal with like reality star Nepo babies? What about them? Just the fact that like. Are they going to go on to, like, do reality stuff? Like The most they're going to do is more reality bullshit. But it's the same with, like, or, like... And even if they are, did, even if they did more, good for you. But are are they even considered... Nepo, baby, my ass. You went from being Snooki's kid to being an Academy Award winning actor, good for you. Are You've they going to be it. considered Nepo babies? Yes. Because their parents are technically in the industry. Right. But it's just that... Not that it's like... It's just sort of like a It's topic. also a weird thing that like when it comes up and how it comes up and who gets brought up. Like, yeah. no one ever brings up Kate Hudson. No one ever brings up any of fucking Tom Hanks's kids. Or his brother. Which I guess that's not really nepotism, but... I mean, it kind of is. I'm pretty yeah, sure he got his... his family. Well, yeah, and I'm pretty... They have to be kids. Well, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure his brother has the job because of Tom Hanks. Right. Usually, and I don't think de- no one denies that. No, it's, he sounds exactly like him. But like, no one brings, no one ever talks about Colin Hanks. No one talks about Kate Hudson. No uh, one talks about Oliver Hudson. The um, the guy from Eight Simple Rules who died. John his, Ritter. His son. Jason. Yeah. What has he done lately? I think he's been in a couple of TV shows and stuff. No one talks about um, Denzel Washington's son. Wait, who was I just thinking of? Shit. They were in something we watched. Oh, the girl from Stranger Things. Millie Bobby Brown or the other... No, the, the, in Maya the... Hawk? Yeah. Yeah, Ethan, Ethan Hawk, Hawk and um, Uma Thurman's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one ever talks about her. Like, who cares, honestly? I mean, then you have the weird thing of... Jamie Lee Curtis wins an Oscar that she shouldn't have won, and she gets up and talks about... How she's a Nepo baby. How she's a Nepo baby, and she's proud of it. And it's like, uh, read the room. You didn't deserve that award. <laughs> it was weird. It was... Should I, she it... get an Emmy award for her guest role on The Bear? 100%. I like her. Awards lot. all around. To go off and on I... a tangent for a second, awards all around for the Christmas episode of season two of The Bear. Her, Bob Odenkirk, Oliver Platt, John Mulaney... Why do you think they got, or how? I mean, I know that show I have is... no idea. That show is a phenomenon. People love it. It's weird. John Bernthal, but he was in season one. Um, Maddie? Oliver Platt was also in season one. Maddie Matheson is in... He's in season one. So they're not really... They don't really count as cameos. Sarah Paulson. He has a real role. It's not a cameo, right? Sarah Paulson is who I'm thinking of. Oh. She's John Mulaney's wife. 
John not Mulaney. Oh no, she is the she's the cousin. John Mulaney is her husband. Who's husband? Sarah Paulson. Wow, that feels like an age gap. I don't know. I think she's younger than you think she is. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's younger than you think she is. Um. Number eight. Oh God, fuck off, Ryan Gosling. Okay, because he's. Ken. I'm so excited for Barbie. It's. I really want to see it. So excited for Barbie. That could be. Well, maybe not. I'm like that could be a theater movie we go to the theater for. But Ooh, like. Ooh, number seven, Tom Cruise. Well, I don't care for him. I wouldn't see his movies anyway. Number six, Will Ferrell. Top five, Dwayne Johnson. Okay. Seth Rogen. Okay. Jared Leto. Wow. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, I don't like her. And number one, Jennifer Lopez. Hmm. Sarah Paulson is 48. Oh. And how old is John Mulaney? And Jonathan Mulaney is 40. I was going to say, he doesn't... He doesn't look very wrinkly, so I was like, if he's, mu- well, he's a lot a old, addict, so. but that means he should be more wrinkly. <laughs> yes. So, he's aging quite well. Um, to go right into the same vein, actors, people say, ruin whatever movie they are in. Brad Pitt. And this is another ranker. We'll go bottom to top again. How many they got in here? Um, hold on. I feel like there it can't be that many. Twelve. Okay. Johnny Depp. Chris Pratt. What? Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow. Mark Wahlberg. No, no, Mark Wahlberg somehow he's like the shittiest actor in the most phenomenal movies. He doesn't ruin them. He's just He's just there. Like, he's literally just hanging on the coattails of every movie he's ever been in. Except for Patriot's Day. That is him peak. Of course it is. Peak. And he's a, he's a cop in Boston. For the Boston Marathon bombing. Of course that's oh my God. peak Mark oh my Wahlberg. God. But, like, it's... It's that and The Departed. Those are his two top a, roles. It's so perfect. Number eight is Jim Carrey. And the reasoning in the second reasoning does not make any sense to me. I liked him 20 years ago. Now it's just plain annoying. What the fuck has he done lately? Wait, 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 wait. What? So you liked him when he was annoying as shit in the mask and 20 years ago was Ace probably Ventura. the Truman Show, if we're being honest at this point in time. Well, Liar Liar and all that stuff's older than the Truman Show. Yeah, but this was 2003. If you're going back 20 years. So I like the Truman Show. So, so did I. So the last thing he did was Sonic Man? the Hedgehog 2 in 2002. 2022, sorry. I was like, wait, what? So 20 years ago... So in 2000, he was in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh. Me, Myself, and Irene. Ugh. In 2003, 20 years ago exactly, he was in Bruce Almighty... And then in 2004, he was in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Phenomenal. A series of unfortunate events. Fun with Dick and Jane. 
The number 23, Horton Hears a Who. Yes, man, I love you, Philip Morris. I like him once he stopped... Mr. Popper's Penguins? Like, the whole... Oh, the Incredible Horton. Liar, liar, all that. I don't like it. Dumb and dumber. So, basically, you liked him after the year 2000. Yeah. Because you hated myself and Irene, which I don't think I've ever seen. It's... I've seen it once. You do not like Man on the Moon. Well, that's... But it's in the era of... Love that movie. Out of his movies, I would watch that before I would watch the other ones. Um, the I Truman d- Show was 1998. I like The Truman Show. Liar Liar was 97. I don't care for Liar The Liar. Cable Guy, which I do think you should see. Yeah, because you said that one's different. 96. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, is 95. Yeah, no. Batman Forever is 95. Dumb and Dumber is 94. The Mask is 94. Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura Pet, Detective. Pet Detective is 94. Yeah. I, those are too much. And that's kind of his big... I think that's his big, like, breakout role was Ace Ventura. I always thought Liar Liar was first. No. I just never really knew when, like, any of those came out. Um, yeah, I don't... So Jim Carrey, number seven, Will Ferrell, again. Very similar list. Number six, Will Smith. Not because of the slap. I'm just tired of seeing him being... Mr. Handsome, Awesome, Badass McKickbutt in every damn movie. I don't think he ruins movies. I got turned off him when I heard he won't be in a movie unless he's the main character. Ever since then, he's just always struck me as kind of full of himself. But why does that make the movie ruined? I don't... Because he's an asshole. Yeah, but... I do think in more recent years, people have realized, like, you're kind of a dick and you're kind of a piece of shit yeah and it's weird like when you watch his videos where he's just like walking and talking yeah it's they're like something doesn't feel right yeah like it, it feels like really disingenuous everything in his and i think like it was even happening before the slap but i think the slap yeah, no, was, it was long it was before i think that. the slap just like exacerbated things but long before that people started to realize like the image you're putting out into the world, I think, is very different than who you are as an actual person. Like, you're putting well, out... Just, not that you're, like, a dick and, like, you beat your wife or whatever or behind no. the scenes, but, like, you're putting out, like, this ultra-positive, like, sunshine and rainbows all the fucking time, and I think your life is actually kind of a nightmare. Well, I think, yeah. Like, I think everything you're doing on camera is very disingenuous. And I, I don't... I think maybe he, like even in his real life, is always, like, sunshine and rainbows and, like, isn't really, like, addressing. Yeah. Um, Russell Brand. I could see that one. Jesse Eisenberg. What? I like him. Jared Leto. I like him, too. Jared Leto. I watched Blade Runner 2049 for the first time last week, and when he popped up, I literally said, ew, out loud. I feel like he does things like method acting so that he can show he does it and make a story out of the process more than anything, not for the actual acting itself. The picture they use here is him in Suicide Squad. I didn't see it. I heard it was terrible. I saw House of Gucci awful, but he he did a decent job acting in it. The actors did decent in that movie. Just the movie itself was well, dog he's shit. In- He's an American Psycho. He's in the Lincoln Lawyer? Nope. The Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club, which won him an Academy Award. He's in Requiem for a Dream. He's in tons of stuff. Another weird thing of, like, 
he was in a handful of movies like right around COVID. Jer- James Corden's number two. Well, he was I, in Cats. Well, he was in Cats. He was in that movie Prom where he played the gay guy, and people were all like, "How fucking dare you!" Oh right. Like you couldn't have gotten a gay person. And then to play I was like, oh, "He's not gay." Made weirder by the fact that like Andrew Reynolds was also in that movie, who's gay. <laughs> like, it's maybe did he play weird. a straight guy? Maybe that was their point. I have no. It like canceled out. I didn't see it. Um, I probably won't. Number see one, that. Ezra Miller. Who? Ezra Miller. He's the Flash. Are they all men? Yes. Weird. Yeah. Man, man, man. Yeah, they're all men. So there's no actresses? <laughs> probably not. It's Kristen Stewart. Yeah. I mean, we what? watched that Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh, God, that Christmas movie. And I'm, oh, I'm not even Christmas sure if movie. she's the one that ruined it. She I is. watched it again. It's not a good movie, but she fucking tanks that movie. But, I don't know. It's like, just there this... are scenes where it is tolerable because she's not in it. And the second she comes back on screen, yeah. it just fucking nosedives. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's because she, she doesn't emote very well. Oh, she's terrible. Um, to go on a different note, well, here, we'll do this one first because this goes in the vein of movies. We'll end with music because there's like... I have three more. Oh, okay. Two are music-related, one oh, is okay. uh, The best R-rated comedies. Another ranker list. I will take you to 25 and we'll go up from there. Okay. Because there's probably a lot. Oh, I was going to say I how many? I don't know like, what the number is here. I could, Let's see if I can scroll to the bottom just to tell you the number. Probably, maybe close to 100. Mm. I guess it depends because, like. Was well, this probably a list that people just kept adding their yeah, own movies? Yeah. So there is 93. Whoa. Bo is Afraid, which is brand new. About My Father, which is brand new. The Machine. Oh. Mafia Mama. I'll just read them off. Moving on. I did want to see that. Fool's Paradise, I wanted to see. The Outlaws, Shotgun Wedding. These are all brand new. No Hard Feelings. I haven't heard of any of these. Yes, you have. Shotgun Wedding is that Jennifer Lopez movie. Oh, On uh-huh. the Island. No Hard Feelings is the new Jennifer Lawrence movie. The Outlaws just came out on Netflix. Fool's Paradise the Charlie Day movie. Moving on is Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin. I don't know what the fuck Mafia Mama is. Came out in 2023. You know the machine. Mm-hmm. About My Father's that De Niro and Sebastian Maniscalco movie. You've probably seen commercials for it. was Afraid is that Joaquin Phoenix A24 movie. It looks super fucking weird. Um, the Blackening, Operation Fortune, Joyride. These are literally all movies that came out. Oh, no. Girls Trip, 2017. Pfft, weird. <laughs> weird. It's all 2023 movies and then Girls Trip. I wanted to see that, but I didn't. You People, so good. Loved that movie. You People. Is Adam Sandler in that? Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. It's brand new. It's so funny. Quasi, which I didn't watch yet. From the guys who did Super Troopers. It's all good though. You Hurt My Feelings, Julie Louis Dreyfus' new movie. Bad Trip, Cocaine Bear. Palm Springs, that. Oh. Um, whatchamacallit. I would not have put that on. Andy Samberg. Yeah. Um, the and Dictator. The Renfield, The Heat. Oh, great movie. White Men Can't Jump. Wow. Get Him to the Greek. Down uh, that. It's, Sorry. Not, it's not that great. Vacation, the remake. Oh. At Helms. Jackass oh, yeah. Forever. Get Hard. I Love You, Man. Burn After Reading. I Love You, Man is a great movie. Spy. Burn After Reading? Yeah. I didn't know that was rated R. 
I saw it once. There's literally a chair that is like designed to fuck you. Oh. It has like a like I'm I'm pretty sure it's a recumbent bike. It I has saw like that a movie dildo. before. There's a like, hole in the seat. And it's got a dildo that goes up your ass. These movies like I good. think went really over good. my head when I saw them. It's like a, I wasn't into like that style of comedy. It's a good movie. But then I aged into it. Spy. The most McCarthy movie. You've seen it. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The nice guys, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. I fucking loved that movie. I'm mad there wasn't a sequel. You saw it. Yes, you did. We watched it together. I don't remember it. It's Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, and they were like they're cops in. Did I fall asleep? I'm confident I fell asleep. Ryan Gosling is a down on his luck private eye in 1977 Los Angeles. No. The two of them. Yes, you would know it to see the trailer. I know. I know. Bad Boys Two, Bridesmaids. Oh my God! Up of that one. This is Spinal Tap. I never saw it, but I'll take your word for it. It's fantastic. Game Night. I think I. Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. You saw it. I did, yeah. Days the Confused. Ooh, I watched that one. Good Morning Vietnam. Ooh. Bad Boys One. Some of these, like I did not remembering that they would be rated R. Like... Forty Eight Hours, Stripes, The Breakfast Club, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. The Breakfast Club is rated R. Yes. Why? Lethal Weapon. I have no idea. Because they say the F word twice, I guess. Probably. Um, Lethal Weapon. Paul, that's Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, the Seth Rogen movie with the alien. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> 22 Jump Street. The Blues Brothers. <laughs> this is the End. Police Academy. Role Models. Oh my fucking God, I love that movie. I still haven't seen it. My Cousin Vinny. <gasps> I love that movie. Knocked Up. Ooh. Good Boys. Bad Santa. The Big Lebowski. There's Something About Mary. Blazing Saddles. <gasps> Borat. Blazing Saddles is rated R? Girl. <laughs> Man. How's that even a question? What? I, I feel like I think so many movies are not that inappropriate. Borat. <laughs> that one I know is definitely National Lampoon's that. Animal House. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Because of his fuck rant. Yeah. <laughs> Number 30, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. South of Park. his whole wiener's out the whole South time. Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Kick-Ass. Hot Fuzz, Pineapple Express. These are your top 25. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Friday, Office Space. Coming to America, Shaun of the Dead. Oh. Trading Places, 21 Jump Street. Caddyshack. <laughs> Deadpool 2. Is that a, those are considered comedies? Beverly Hills Cop, yes. I didn't I didn't know they would be The original Vacation is number 15. That's rated R? For what? Because he says the F word? I have no idea. I don't work for the MPAA. But why is that rated R? I have no idea. I also haven't seen that movie in a while. I can't tell you off the top of my head. I watched it three times last year. I can't tell you off the top of my head why it's rated R. We're the Millers is number 14. Ted is number 13. Tropic Thunder is number 12. I'm upvoting that movie. I fucking love that movie. Horrible Bosses is number 11. Yeah. Your, your top 10. Super Troopers. Zombieland. Wedding Crashers. Old School. American Pie. How are you going to put Old School ahead of Wedding Crashers? How are you going to put American Pie in the top I, 10? Yeah, but I don't... How are you... I mean, I haven't seen Old School. 
And I don't know that I'd put wedding crashers at the top. You never saw old where he's like, we're getting it. We're going straight in. I've yeah. seen clips, but I haven't seen the whole I've movie. I've seen it like once or twice. It's I also not... would not put wedding crashers in the top 10 rated R comedies no, of all put time. Bridesmaids way up there. Yeah. This is sexist. <laughs> the 40 year old version is number five. That movie is very overrated. I'm downvoting number four because it's Step Brothers, and you can fuck off if that's in but the top again, five. Why are you putting Step Brothers above rated R comedies of all time? Talladega Nights needs to be in there, but that one might not be R. Deadpool. Super bad. No. And number one, The Hangover. No. I mean, the first, you can't tell me that The Hangover. The first Hangover is pretty. You good. have to. You cannot tell me that. The Hangover 1 is funnier than Bridesmaids. It's not. It's not. It's not. Help I'd, me, I'm poor. I'd have to sit and, like, watch them back to back. Because the only thing... I don't remember, like, the middle of Hangover. To know, like, if you're looking at rated R comedies, is The Hangover, like, it's always funny? Because it's Paul... Bridesmaids is Paul Feig, but it does that Judd Apatow thing where it gets, like, kind of depressing in the middle. Not for long, though, I don't it's think. Not, no, it's not Judd Apatow, where it's, like, a whole separate fucking yeah. drama movie in the middle of the movie, and it's like, Jesus Christ, I was not expecting to cry during Knocked Up. Fuck off. Like, but, like, I think that... Also, rated our comedies? Why is This Is 40 not on there? Well, Knocked Up was on there. So? Why is This Is 40 not on This there? Is 40 is funnier than Knocked I love up. This Is 40. Love that movie. Uh, she's just like on the toilet with the door open. Um, so we know why. Don't come in here. With <laughs> Vacation is rated R for crude and sexual content, language throughout, and brief graphic nudity. Oh. Well, I'm gonna keep that list. Safe. Where Where's the brief graphic nudity? I'm gonna keep that list safe because we might have to do our own, like top ten or something. Um, we'll round out here. We'll do. Uh, we'll do this one first. 31 borderline awful lyrics people think almost ruin otherwise decent songs. You know what annoys me in songs? When they use the same words too many times. So, like, if you've got two lines in a row and you use the same, like, verb or whatever in it, it annoys me. Because then the song starts to feel very. So these redundant. aren't really in order; these are just on. They're not really. Like, oh, this it's is not the a rank. But I will. I'll still go like bottom to top. Um, my heart's about to beat right out of my untrimmed chest. Hey, soul sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gross. Before you came into my life, I missed you so bad. Carly Rae Jepsen, call me maybe. Hmm. Um. You know what? One does it for me. Oh God! I held your hair back when you were thrown up. Yeah, it might be on here. Girl, you make my speakers go boom, boom. Drunk on You by Luke Bryan. I mean, I have, there's a lot of Luke Bryan. Sometimes I run, song. sometimes I hide, sometimes I'm scared of you. Britney Spears, sometimes. Slow hands like sweat dripping down our dirty laundry. Slow hands by... Ew. My horror. The way ah. she farted? Ah, but still your finger's gonna pick your nose after all. Captain Jack. That doesn't ruin that song. Have you listened to that song? When I'm feeling blue, all I have to do is take a look at you. Then I'm not so blue. A groovy kind of love, Phil Collins. 
when we were on the f when we're on the phone and you talk real slow because it's late and your mama don't know Taylor Swift, our song. That Why does that ruin that song? That whole song is terrible. Well, I think it's because like the and you talk real slow. What? Are you sure? I thought the and you talk real low. No, it's when you're on the phone and you talk real slow. Like oh. it's terrible. She's not good. I mean, no offense to all like everyone, massive to everyone. Taylor Swift stands out there, but... Literally everyone. She's not as good as she thinks she is. No. I think she's kind of an asshole. But maybe not. But I wish I could... I wish I could swim like dolphins, like dolphins can swim. Oh. Ew. See? Her Heroes by David Bowie. Well, that's probably intentional. Um, you're the whole package. <laughs> Plus you pay your taxes. Nothing on you. B.O.B. featuring Bruno Mars. What do you want from that song? I might die when I forget how to breathe. Kissing you by Miranda Cosgrove. What? Who the hell is Miranda Cosgrove? She's the girl from iCarly. Oh, I don't care about your song. Drake career. and Josh. She was the sister on Drake and Josh. I don't care about your song career. Um, if you ever feel alone, don't don't forget where you belong by One Direction. Okay. She's just a girl and she's on fire. Girl on fire by Alicia Keys. That's literally the opening lyric. If I could fall into the sky, do you think time would pass me by? Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. I can make. Oh God. Oh, I don't want to read this one. I'll read it. Uh, Best I ever had by Drake. I can make your pussy whistle like the Andy Griffith theme song. <laughs> How does that ruin the song? Uh, Dark Horse. Katy Perry. She eat your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. Ooh. Ugh. I cringe every time Juicy J says this. Oh. Janet Jackson's feedback. My swag is serious. Something heavy like a first day period. Ew! Ew! <laughs> well, we all know it's day two period is what you mean. But that's disgusting. Um, don't trust me by 303. Tell your boyfriend if he says he's got beef that I'm a vegetarian and I ain't fucking scared of it. Oh my god! I love that song! That's a great lyric. It is a... Why do they have a problem with that? How does that ruin that song? Um, Omarion featuring Chris Brown, and I don't even know, post to be, but he, but he gotta eat the booty like groceries. Ew. Disgusting. Ew. Soak Up the Sun by Sheryl Crow. My friend, the communist. My friend, the communist. <laughs> Yummy all in your tummy. in his office? RV. In his RV. Yummy all in your tummy. Level up by Sierra. Ew. Would she go down on you in a theater? You ought to know. Alas, what the said. fuck? On cold days, cold plays out like the band's name. Drunk by Ed Sheeran. Ew. Only time will tell if we stand the test of time. Why can't this be loved by Van Halen? Have you ever had sex with a pharaoh? Ah, put the pussy in a sarcophagus. Kanye West featuring Jay-Z and Nicki Minaj. Okay. Well, Monster. Well, what do you expect? That's probably not a Kanye West line, if I had to guess. That's probably a Nicki, Nicki Minaj, Minaj line. Mm -hmm. Circles and triangles, and now we're hanging out with your new girlfriend. Gwen Stefani. Cool. Mm. Um, generals gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses? War pigs by Black Sabbath. I'm, Why? No. Why? There's a lot of these. I don't get a lot of them. There's some that are, yeah, that's... That's number five! And again, not that they're in order, but like... What? 
No. How do you... What? No. No. The whole... That makes sense in the entire context yes. of that song. Like... The same with the Atlantis Morissette one. There's so many of them where it's like, how do you like this song if you don't like that lyric? Classic by MKTO. I never met a girl like you ever until we met. Oh, <laughs> that's not great. Even Superwoman sometimes needed Superman's soul. Helium by Sia. Ew. What? What? It's off the Fifty Shades Darker soundtrack. Ooh. I want to tell her that I love her, but the point is probably moved. Jessie's, I want to tell her that Jessie's I love her, but the point Rick is probably And number wait, one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you don't like that lyric in the song. But. That one line just doesn't fit in with the rest of the verse. Yes, what, it does. That's what the logic says. Am I um, on the table? Probably. Number one. How fitting. Like, why was that a necessary part of the lyrics is the reasoning. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom spaghetti. Lose yourself by Eminem. See that vomit doesn't bother me. Normally, vomit references in a song are too much. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom, Mom spaghetti. spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface, he's calm and ready to drop bombs. And we'll close on this. I don't. I don't think I agreed with a single one on that list. Thirty-three cover songs people like unapologetically better than the original. Hurt. I'm just going to go on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's just see if we can think of any of them. Definitely one is Hurt. Hurt by Johnny Cash is definitely one of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah by somebody is one of them. We don't like Woofus. We don't like Woofus. Wait, wait. Rufus Wainwright. We don't like Rufus Wainwright. Who named him that? Rufus? Who named that guy my parents know? Wayne. Randy Richter. I don't know. Are you a pop star from the Who 1980s? Yeah. Uh, At least that's repetitive. Like, it's Philip Phillips. Yeah. Randy Richter sounds like a pop singer from the 80s or a comedian. He sounds like he has a country album where he has a deep mullet, but after mullets... When he I'm sounds like he has a country song <laughs> that starts out with, I like to dedicate this one to my partner, my, my soul, soul partner. partner. Um, it's definitely Hurt by Johnny Cash. And Hurt Hallelujah. by Johnny Cash is on there. Hallelujah is on there somewhere. Do you think people like um, the Disturbed Sound of Silence? Ooh, I didn't think I don't of know if that that's a, song. I don't know if that's big enough. Will someone put fucking Tracy Chapman who <laughs> comes on That might be here. too new. It could, well, this article's put, fairly new. Will someone have a UB40? Oh, God, or, I hope not. I can't ever remember well, his name. Well, I don't know. Cause the, Red somewhere Over is... the Rainbow? Well, someone... Pr- I prefer... Yeah. The cover over Judy Garland's. Um, so, number one... No, no. Go to the lowest. Well, these aren't in order. Oh, oh, oh. Recently, I asked the BuzzFeed community to share a song cover they like more than the original. The results had my eyebrows raised from beginning to end. Ooh, My Neck, My Back by L. King is way better than the original. So, this isn't... Like, they're not... Uh, they're not in any the brand This is order. just people... Yeah. Got it. Uh... Africa by Weezer. Okay, it's identical. The Glee version no, of no. Valerie. No, fuck off. By Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse is superior. Wait, what? That's the comments I'm going to put. So someone put the Glee version of Valerie? The Glee version of Valerie okay. by Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse is superior. What, who's the original? 
Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse. Oh, oh. What? <laughs> Lauren Hill's version of Can't Take My Eyes Off oh. of You. Oh! And Killing Me Softly. Or is that there? Is that theirs? Ew. Killing Me Softly is not theirs originally. I don't think. I yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think it I'm is. It's sh- definitely it's definitely not. It's definitely not theirs originally. But I also don't know, is that a full blown cover? I don't know. Right, right. Is I it, only is really it? know the Fuji's version. Yeah, me too, so I don't know. Um fuck off. Landslide by the Chicks. Which is the Dixie Chicks, but they changed their name. Oh, over um, Stevie Nicks? Over Fleetwood Mac. Fuck off. Their cover is not bad. I mean, I haven't heard it in a while, but fuck off. It's Fleetwood Mac is the better version. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, if we're of saying... course, how did we not know this one? Oh, no. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Mm, you gotta... Here's the thing, though. If you listen to the Dolly one... It's a cover, but they are two totally different songs. Oh, yeah. They're very different songs. Like, it's really hard to compare yeah. them. Um, Nirvana's MTV Unplugged version of The Man Who Sold the World. It was originally a David Bowie song. Oh. Jeff Buckley's cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Then who the hell is Rufus Wainwright, and why do I always Oh, and think? Rufus Wainwright's cover of Hallelujah is better than Jeff Buckley's. Oh, Fight we me. we do like Rufus. We don't want... I like no. Kate McKinnon's. But she follows more of the Rufus, I think. Because I think hers was when he died. Sail by Devil Driver is better than Sail by AWOL Nation. You know what to hear it. It's dumb. I don't understand how you even have a cover of that song. Oh. It's that dumb, like... I'm trying to think of how the beat... How the instrumentals Sail? go. Yeah, it's that stupid song where the instruments are just like... Boom, 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 boom. And the guy is just like... Sail! And like it just does more. Oh! Yeah, 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 yeah. But is it... Blame it on my ADD? Is that that one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Moulin Rouge version of Lady Marmalade. Oh, I didn't know that was a cover. I mean, I pro- maybe I did, but I just didn't ever think I that. might get hate for this, but Cancer, covered by 21 Pilots, originally performed by My Chemical Romance. I don't know. Not a clue. Um, the Coors, more energetic version of Dreams to the original Fleetwood Mac. Mm, probably not. Proud Mary by Tina Turner. Yeah, definitely. I thought that was hers. It's Creedence, CCR. Clearwater Revival. It's CCR. Yep. Yep, I like Tina's better. I mean, I think that is a song that... She really owns it. It's much like Johnny Cash and her. Yes. Where it's like, it's kind she of really her song that. now. Yes. Um, Under My Thumb by Streetheart. Way better than the Rolling Stones version. Okay. Anything from Pitch Perfect is what this person N- No. <laughs> no. Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm. No! What? No. You think Michael Jackson's Smooth yes. Criminal is better than Alien yes. Ant Farm's? No, Alien it is not. Alien Ant Farm is a joke. That song is so good, though. It's so much better than the original. No. Yes, it is. No. Absolutely not. 
There's an acapella group called Straight No Chaser that does a phenomenal cover of Creep by that's, Radiohead. That's not really what that is, though. What? I I guess it kind of is. Because, like, an acapella group is so... It's such a weird breed. What are you talking about? Because, like, they Straight are, No Chaser isn't an acapella group? Is that no, they are. But, like, is that... Would that be considered a cover? Yes. I guess. They put out albums. It's a cover. I guess, yeah. Connor Maynard's cover of Someone You Loved by Louis Capaldi. I have a hard time Yeah, I'm going to take I mean, I'll listen to it when this is over, but I have hard a hard pass. time believing that you're topping Louis Capaldi. Uh, Running Up That Hill by Placebo is better than Kate Bush's. You know what song I could never hear again and I, it would be fine with me? That one. Bette Midler's version of Do You Want to Dance beats the Beach Boys. <laughs> Fuck off. I, and I love Bette Midler. I don't know that song without listening to it back to back. I know, dance? but like without listening to them back to back, I can't make a judgment on that. I yeah. can tell you, I think her version of "In My Life" is better than the Beatles. Sure. I do like the Beatles version, but there, I think her version. There's is, a lot of them where, like, yeah, the cover is good, the original is good. It's hard. Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. Oh, I forgot that was a cover. Yeah, and it's much better. It's much better. <laughs> yes. Aerosmith's version of Come Together is better than the Beatles. No! Don't Hate, but First Love, covered by Boys to Men, is better than the original by Utada Hikuru. Sure. I probably butchered that name, but... Kelly Clarkson's version of Happier Than Ever. Billy Irish did a great job on it, but Kelly's version cuts deep. It's My Life by No Doubt. Okay. To me, this song is better than the original by Talk Talk, so it must not be. Unless Bon Jovi also covered it. Oh, it must be a different song for like. It's or it's my a, life. or it's a different song. There was a song I was just thinking of. Um, that's a cover. Kate no, Bush's forget. sweet yet haunting take on Elton John's Rocket Man. Johnny Cash is hurt. Yeah, I mean. Sound of Silence by Disturbed. That, I mean, I don't know that I would say I like it better, but I think it's a Johnny Cash hurt scenario. Yeah. Where, like, they definitely, that was a perfect song for them. One that I will say And that guy's not, vocals are phenomenal. One that I'm going to say is not on here, but it should be. And there weren't a lot that I would put over Elton John's. Mm. But Daniel by Sam Smith I think is better than Daniel by Elton John. The Miley one is really good. On that album. Hers is good. You're not beating Elton John's Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. No. And if you are, it's George Michael's. There are, yeah, I guess it's one of those where like it, Harmony, it's a really good cover. Harmony by Zach Brown Band I think is better than Harmony by Elton John. He Stopped Loving Her Today by Amy and Beth is better than the original. It's not better, but it's such... It's Nancy it's, and Beth. Nancy and Beth. First of all. It's such a good, good, good cover. Um, Samantha Sang did an okay job in the 70s, but when Destiny's Child covered Emotion, mm. it's like it was made for them. Sure. Make Damn Sure by Taking Back... Or no. Sun, Stand Atlantic's cover of Make Damn Sure by Taking Back Sunday. Sure. Um, 
Jerry, I've never heard of. Jerry Hallowell's version of It's Raining Men over the original The Weather Girl. No! That, so you're telling me that a man's version of It's Raining it's Men is... It's a woman. What was her name? Jerry. G-E-R-I. Oh, okay. We'll listen to it, because I've never heard it. I've only ever heard the original. The Weather Girls, because it's such a great song. Chris Cornell's version of Billie Jean. Oh. And Respect by Aretha Franklin. That's a cover? Mm-hmm. The song was originally written and recorded by Otis Oh, Harding. wait. Oh, shit. What was the other one? Where we were like, oh, that's a cover? The song was originally written and recorded by Otis Redding, basically to complain about his wife. Oh. And Aretha took the song and completely reclaimed it. Wasn't there a um, Willie Nelson song, I think, that was covered? Where we were like, that was a cover? Are you thinking of Crazy? There's a lot of... Because um... Crazy is originally... Yes. Lily Nelson. But made famous by Patsy, Patsy Klein. And her but version is better. A, but isn't it a weird... They're very close. It's like the same year. That's one of those weird things of like, we released... I put it on my album, but like no one listened to it. Because I wrote it. And then like, she covered it. Yeah. There's a lot of songs that are like yeah. that. Yeah. Especially in country, I feel like. I'm trying to think of ones that like, aren't better. Shameless by, by Garth Brooks is not better than Shameless by Billy Joel. And I knew the Garth Brooks version before I knew Billy Joel's version. Um, oh, to make you feel my love. I Adele. like Adele's. Adele is the best one. Adele is the best one of that song. I'm telling you, My Neck, My Back is a better song. <laughs> oh, dear God. L. King's is the best. So we will end it on that. On the bombshell that someone believes. What was the one that was, like, really bad? Alien Ant Farm. No, I, I stand by that one. Um, there was the other Beatles one where it was like, no, 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 no. The Beatles, or are you thinking of Bette Midler and the Beach Boys? Oh, no, I will leave you on the bombshell of anything from Pitch Perfect is better than the original. No, it's not. Uh, Jesus Christ. The but fact here's... that someone even put that is upsetting to me. Like, how old are you? You're definitely Gen Z, and you definitely just saw that movie. Because there's no way in hell you've heard those original songs and think like, oh, these these girls did it so much better. Anna also, Kendrick Anna Kendrick did No Diggity so much better than the original. Like, but here's the deal. Here's the thing. Not the, here's the deal. That's not my deal. They're, like, in the movie, they're, like, full-blown covers. Nothing is changed. Yeah. To the, like, down to the tone of their voices. Yeah. So, like, how are you going to tell me their voice I is will better? Say, I will say that the only thing, there's a, there's a specific song. It's, I asked this anyway, songs. Whenever I hear the original, I think of Pitch Perfect. And it's... It's going down. No, it's not. No, no diggity. diggity. It's The Sign by Oh, Bates. uh-huh. Or, um... Like a Virgin? No. Because that's also in it's, that whole... Close your eyes, give me your hand. Yeah. Darling, do you feel my heart beating? Do you That's understand? not the sign, though, right? No, that's... That's the song. Eternal Flame. Yeah. I. That's yeah. the song I always Am associate. Am I only dreaming? Yeah. Or is this burning? And the um, the actually, like it's all about the money, money, money. Yeah. I, their ending song is 
phenomenal. But, like, I wouldn't say that they're covered. They also don't really cover a full song. Well, it's also the hilarity of Ben Platt just kind of like, I've got the magic in me. Uh, it's like, God, Dear Evan Hansen was a terrible movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't... But I do, every time I think of The Sign and, like, A Virgin, I think of... I mean, I also don't listen to a lot of Madonna, so of course I'm not going to think of Madonna. I think of Pitch Perfect. Yeah. I think of Moulin Rouge. Because the... Ooh, no, I wouldn't say the cover of your song is better than Elton John's. It's, it is really I mean, I do like, I really do like the version. But that's the thing. I think it's tough, because, like, so many covers... There's very few songs where I'm like, I if I want to hear that song, I don't want to hear the original. But like, if for any reason I wanted to hear "Hurt," it would be the Johnny Cash version, yeah. mostly because I didn't know it belonged to someone else before that. And it's the same with "Hallelujah." Yeah, I'm not listening to the original of that song. It's very slow and very. There's weird. not a lot of songs where I'm like definitively like, oh, I'm only gonna listen to the cover of this from now. Well, on. and I guess "I Will Always Love You" is a big one, only because like. Growing up, I did not know it was a cover. Well, and then again, like, but again, those songs are, it's not a Johnny Cash hurt situation where it's, I made this song my own. I mean, it is in the sense of, like, Whitney's version and Dolly's version are two wholly separate songs. They have such a different feel. Such a different feel, such a different pace, a different, like, a different power. Because Dolly does the talking. Yeah. And I hope. Dolly's is more, like reserved and Dolly's is a bit more like and Whitney's is Whitney's subtle and Whitney's is Whitney Houston just power ballad I do enjoy her cover I don't know if it is a cover if it's just a remake I don't know what it is of Higher, Higher Love, Love. That is a I good think one. it's a sampling I don't know what it is I don't know it came out after, like long after Did she, she have... died what, it was came that... out like two years ago it was a weird... It was one of those where she had, like, recordings. It was recorded, but yeah. Yeah. That were, like, released post-mortem. Is that the right post-mortem? I do enjoy... I mean, crucify me for this one. I do enjoy Kevin Spacey's Somewhere Beyond the Sea. Well, we can separate. But I do... Bobby Darren's is also very similar. Well, um. I- like, that's such a hard thing. It's like, when the cover sounds so much like the original, how yeah. are you going to tell... Like, Alien Ant Farm. It's so good. the same so good. song. No, it's not. So how are you going to tell me no, it's different? Not. If you close your eyes, you're going to see Michael Jackson. No, you're not. I, yes, you are. They're so close. Mm. Oh, no, they start screaming, don't no, they? No, they're very... They start screaming. Alien Ant Farm is it's the fast. <laughs> that's disturbed. Sound of sound. Uh, that's disturbed down with the sickness. Yeah, but don't they... Oh, do- my God. Covers that are better than the original. No offense, Disturbed. Richard Cheese's Down with the Sickness is better than Disturbed's Down with the Sickness. It's not better, though. It's just different. It's better. No, it's not. I would much rather listen to Richard Cheese's version. I'm not listening to him on repeat. I would much rather listen to Richard Cheese's Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> you know where you are? You're, You're in the, the jungle, jungle, baby. Movie. You're gonna die! It, like, small doses, he's fine. I but love it. Too I love much? It so much. It's too, like... And you want to get into non-covers that are better? Uh... The Saga Begins is better than American Pie. Amish Paradise is better than Gangsta's Paradise. White and Nerdy is better than... Ride and Dirty. <laughs> Foil not... is better than um, Royals. Royals. What's the other one? Handy is Handy. better than Fancy. I was like, what's the other one? Word Crimes is better than Blurred Lines. I hate Blurred Lines. But these are parodies. These aren't covers. 
Um, <laughs> we should do that. Like what? Weird Al's best song? No, but like, are there other? We should do one where it's like sampled. Oh God. So you just rank Kanye West songs because like Ghetto Superstar. He is the epitome. But like, of... I'm sure one exists. Sampled song list? Like the best. Oh, I'm like, sure. Sampled songs because Ghetto Superstar's got to be on there. No, it would be fun to do is look up what songs have been sampled the most. Yeah. Like who has who has a song that is or just like, like what artists? Oh uh, yeah, artists could be good. If if you can't find like singular song, because I'm that. sure I'll write that down. I am sure there is some sort of list somewhere on the internet. Oh, definitely. Uh, there, I mean, you can look up best anything you want, and there's something online. Because like it's not even something I we could compile our own list because I have no clue when songs are sampled. <coughs> Because sometimes, like, I did know that I'm good is I'm blue. You can hear that. Yeah. But, like, when I hear a song on the radio... Ghetto, Superstar, and Islands in the Stream. But I didn't know Islands in the Stream. Neither did I. But the second you hear it, you're like, oh, this is the exact same song. No, I I had never heard Islands in the Stream. Neither had I. Before I heard Ghetto Superstar. Yeah, I heard Ghetto Superstar first. Yeah. Oh, then when you heard Islands in the Stream. When you hear Islands in the Stream, you're like, this sounds very familiar. And you're not thinking, like, wow, Dolly and Kenny sampled Ghetto Superstar? You would know, like, yeah. Because of when they came out. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, Alien Ant Farm is the superior version. And let us know if you've got any covers that you prefer. Yeah, let us know if you've got covers you prefer of the original that we didn't talk about. Because there are a lot out there still in the world. Or even if we did. Second, if you have any. Yeah. Let us know what you vehemently disagreed with. And what you, like... Do you also hate Alien Ant Farm? What hill you're dying on. Alien Ant Farm's cover is better than Michael Jackson's original. I'll say it. It is. I don't think you remember how that song goes, because you're telling me they sound exactly the same, and they don't. No, I just forgot that they... They sound very different. I forgot that they, like, scream. Alien Ant Farm's is a sped-up rock song, and... But almost like metal, isn't it? No, not really. I just remember not really caring for them. Um, them? They had one song and it's that. No, they had one other one. <laughs> no. Alien Ant Farm had zero other songs besides their cover that's of... sad. Um, Smooth Criminal. I mean, that's the that I, that I know of. But, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow us on social media at The Friends You Keep. We're on threads now, I guess. Um. Oh. TikTok, we're still there. We haven't really put anything up lately, but we're there. Instagram, we're still there. I'm not doing anything on Twitter. We don't have Facebook. Email us at thefriendsyoucankeep at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Tell your friends to do the same. And, yeah. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. We love you, and as always, thank you for being a friend.